This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and our good friend of the show, Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies. Pam Pibus, of course, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, is out this week. We'll have to do it without her. But you can ask even different questions this week because we've got an AC guy here. By the way, he doesn't, he never likes me to say this, but he's also, he can also do appliances, but he doesn't do them anymore because you can't get the parts. It's not worth doing. Anyway, uh, you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at MPB on. Online.org. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. Man, I'm great. But listen, Timmy's not going to do appliances. <laughs> I know he's not going to no, do appliances. No. Listen, I called him. I said, Timmy, I've, I've got a, I've got a, and before I could even get it out of my mouth, if it, if it's not AC, no, call somebody else. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, this became, I think the last time we had you on the show, Timmy, you were you were you were lamenting your frustration with with sure I know exactly what's wrong with your dishwasher, ma'am. There's right. nothing I can do about it. That's right. So it really ain't, man. I mean, you know, finding parts for any of this stuff right now is getting pretty tough. Well, yeah. But. Hey, you you know what the latest is now? A disappearing staircase. What? What? You know, like a pull down stair, a oh. disappearing staircase. You talking about the one? We don't have them. Can't right. get them. No. That's crazy. Oh, oh, you're talking about to get into the attic? Yes. Or, uh, oh. Yes. We had one on a job. The lady went with a new system. The unit wouldn't fit in the attic. So mm-hmm. I told her, so look, That's we'll, right. just, we'll go get you a, a bigger one, and we'll frame it in. You know, yeah. Right. That way you can – she always complained about every time she goes up the springs always, you know, right, right. Tight. or something like that. So yeah. I went ahead and um, – sorry. Hey, okay. I went ahead and uh, got her new and, you know, ordered one anyway. Right. And uh, they said it had to come in from Memphis or something like that. So a week later, it's say, hey, we got it in. Great. Go by there and pick it up. Open the box up. I'm always picking up boxes. Box tore up. Right. Something probably tore sure, up inside of Sure it is. Well, hang on. Open the daggum box up and the, the piece of plywood, you know, that is the, the face of it as yes. you're looking yeah. up. Man, is just mangled. You know, oh, like, Fork, oh, forklift boy. from the bottom. Hey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we uh, <laughs> sit it back, and about two weeks later, we finally got another one. You know, two went over, weeks. But, so her attic was open. We had like a basically a tarp. You know, yeah, covered right. it up so no little critters could jump down. The funny thing that was in Memphis. It's not like it's coming from Norway. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, it's I know. across the state line. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, we've got a couple of calls on the line already, so I did want to get to that. Lenny is on the line in Tennessee, as a matter of fact, and you had a problem with a, a door frame, Lenny. Yeah, I had this. I was. I renovated this old tenant house, and, and it had this little back porch, like three feet by six feet. And I, I closed it in to put a bathroom on because it, it was such an old tenant house that didn't have a bathroom. And so it had an exterior door there between the kitchen and that back porch. And it's, it's, the, the door frame is all torn up and I, the, the door is falling off. Somebody got rough with the door. And, uh, uh, I was wondering if there's a wood filler I can use to, uh, that I can still hang a door from. Have you, uh, how long's that door been there, Lenny? 
since the 40s, maybe. Oh. Um, what I was going to say is, have you ever seen what it takes to replace a door? Oh, uh, no. Well, you know what? I know this is going to sound crazy, but replacing a door sometimes can be a lot easier than trying to fix a door frame. Right, right. And, um, and too, Lenny, you're not, you're not spending a lot of money here. Uh, and it sounds, you know, of course, radio, so we can't see it. It sounds like uh, you are going to do a lot of um, of uh, possibly manufacturing, fixing, tweaking. Putting puzzles together. Yeah, when you can go buy a exterior door with frame for $200. But the, uh, it, now, now it's an interior door. Could I just get a hollow door? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. It's, it's even better now. It's even cheaper. Yeah. Now, now you've gone to 160 bucks for an interior door. That's the good one. And um, yeah, hollow core is probably cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still going to though have to uh, uh, fill that. Fill that wood. Is what's the best wood filler? Well, okay. Now pull pull your old frame out. Now let, let me give you some nice little pointers here. Take okay. take the old frame out, and I don't care if you're doing it or somebody else doing it. At least look at it, and you'll know you'll know if they're doing it correctly. Pull your old frame out. Put your new frame in. Every place that you have a hinge on that door, put some blocking and or some shims so there's something to screw into. Same thing on the other side where your strike plate is. Have some blocking. Have something to screw into. Shut the door, and there is a margin. The margin is the distance between the door and the frame when it is closed. That's called a margin. You want that margin to be the same distance all the way around that door. All right, and uh, Lenny, you make sense? Yeah. And, Lenny, you were asking about something to use on that wood. Uh, I know you've heard of wood glue and wood filler and everything else. If if you want to uh, do a real knockout job and make it so that it's not going to break easily again, Bondo. Uh, Bondo is your product, um, and they you can you can you can buy it just about anywhere. And in the home stores, they even make it with a pretty home store kind of label. But it's just Bondo. Auto. Yeah, wood. yeah, it's auto stuff. So, uh, but that right there, if you put that on wood, uh, it's extremely hard, and you have to sand it. Don't put too much on because if you have to sand it, it's it's terribly hard to sand, to be honest. With you. <laughs> Uh, uh, so as this stuff is drying, my dad works in the body field. Uses Bondo all the time, and uh-huh. I played with it a bunch as I was a kid. But um, as it's drying, as soon as you can put your finger on there and it starts hardening and heating up, uh-huh. that immediate time is when you want to put some eighty grit on that joker. It stands really, really easy. Yes, and then you can fine tune it with a little one twenty. But something one, like that once later. it's up there and dry, Lenny, it's you're going to need a hammer to get it off there. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Sounds good. All right, thanks, Lenny. We appreciate it. Let's uh, let's keep on moving. We're going to go to Jim and Jackson. Oh man, I hate these things. Sliding glass door. What's oh, up? Oh, nice. <laughs> get get, yeah, get the broom handle out of the back of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the lock. You're right. Go for it, Jim. Uh, yeah, I've got one that opens onto my back patio, um, and I don't, apparently wasn't installed by someone who I would call a craftsman. 
But anyway, it's dragging a little bit, and it's difficult to open and close, and no amount of lubrication in the uh, track would do any good. So I figured I would try to adjust the rollers to drop them down a little bit, maybe get the door up off the, off the, uh, right. off the track. And the screw for the uh, rollers, it's on the opposite side of the handle, it tripped. Yep. And is there any way to replace that or repair it? What's the age of the door? Oh, four or five years. Okay. Oh, no, that's new. So, so rel- relatively new. Is it aluminum or, or uh, vinyl? It's a, yeah, it's aluminum. Aluminum. Okay. Hang on. T- uh, Timmy, you were going to say something? Yeah, well, I, I did learn a trick one time. It's a uh, dry graphite in a spray can. Yeah. Kind of like paint can. You dry put that graphite? On yeah. You put that on there, and it's not a, like a wet lubrication, but, yeah. man, it makes it slide so we, much. We use those in the uh, Pinewood Derby days. Yep. Remember <laughs> when we when we carved the cars and okay. Boy Scouts? Dry um, that, that dry graphite does a great job in uh, in uh, key, key holes too. Right, uh, Jim, you should be able to find rollers for that door if it, if it's this new. Um, and if it's hanging, it may can, be can sagging get, for some reason, meaning the weight may be hitting it in the wrong place and it hitting the ground. Meaning that well, what's the roller's adjustable, and, you know, it's got an got a adjust screw on it that raises the right. roller's wheel. Those things are just about as irritating as old pocket doors. I know, because, yeah. see, you, you've got to get that out of there, and the screw... To change the, it. The screw is designed not to come out. Right. <laughs> it's in there. Uh, it's got a thing on the back of it. Um, Make sure you don't strip that head on that thing, either. I think it's already stripped, isn't it? Well, the no, the... the the head of the screw is not stripped. Okay. It's stripped inside somehow. Hmm. Huh. I'm, th- I mean, I'm thinking the door needs to be pulled from the top somehow. Well, he's got to get to that roller, and and without seeing the door, I don't. Jim, can you even get to the roller? I, I don't know of any way to do it. I mean, I you have either. to disassemble the frame right. of the door. To I know. Do yeah. Do you know how to get the window? How do you, do you know how to get the door off? I do it like a burglar would. I just lift it up, take it yep, off the track. That's right. Okay. Okay. Cool. That'll yeah. work. Um, that's yeah. I guess Try that's the only that. way. You might you might get there from the top or the bottom. At, at least you could look at it a little easier. You know. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult it's, to um, it is. really get to the heart of it when yep. it's in the track. Yeah, it, it is. It only makes sense to me that this thing is not. Uh, I hate using the word, but square. You know, it's not square, and it's yeah. I don't think that's the problem. I think the think roller. So? I think the rollers wore out. Oh, uh, on a five-year-old door, yeah, probably. No, probably. They, they don't make it like it, they used it's, to. It's an aluminum one. Oh. Do the upgrade. Get the nice vinyl. They make some very nice patio sliders. I mean, very nice. Right. Um, and the aluminum one is probably not the upper line. It's probably right. the, the the lower line, Jim. Okay. So. Well, I would I would say based on anything else I saw that was the handiwork, if I can use that term, of this particular contractor who is no longer with us, uh, probably probably is not a top of the line aluminum door. Yeah, right. and you know you know what you might consider, and I really you know hate to suggest this, but you might consider upgrading that to a nice vinyl slider. Um. You know, because it is it is five years and old. And vinyl works so much nicer. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, um, 
my wife is extraordinarily unhappy about the door, and so I, I, I think there's I, in these circumstances there's no price well, too high to pay for this. Oh, uh, there we go, there Jim. We go. No, you just answered the question. Right, if you would have opened up with that. Right, I would have told you right. Go then, get a vinyl door. The, the door's broke. Throw it away. Get a new one. <laughs> Bam, we're done. <laughs> All right, Jim. Jeff thanks is, a lot, man. We appreciate it. Jeff is such a salesman. I, I know. Hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, if the wife's not happy, your life's going to be miserable. That's true. Oh, you're not riding your Harley. You're not going fishing. You're not going down to your boat. Dre. <laughs> Timmy, you've, uh, uh, so are we done with uh, heaters now? Well, man, I would say so. We're still having some gas log calls. Really? People, you know, you want to get their gas logs fixed or they're going out and getting dirty, stuff uh-huh. like that. But you know what? heaters, man, not much. I've got a question for you. This happened in my own in my personal house. Mm-hmm. My gas logs were sitting there watching TV, and I look up. Your gas logs were watching TV. Yeah, yeah with me. <laughs> and I look up, and I'm seeing this black kind of haze everywhere. And I'm I'm searching, so I get up, I go wipe the TV screen. I got black soot on my hand. Oh, I wipe the mantle. I look at the ceiling. I've got black soot everywhere. No, uh oh. But why did my gas logs do that? They 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 are the proper non vented logs. Probably we've, usually because we've had them for for I don't know five six years probably. No, usually because the logs aren't stacked on there correctly, and once the logs cover the flame. And that kind of kills that that flame. It'll sit your logs up first, but the soot ain't nothing but unburnt gas. Really? Yep. So it's just not burning. So do you all, think all the it so could be to yeah. where we moved the logs and didn't put them back properly? Yeah. Yep. So each burner has a tag, has a little metal tag that everybody wants to clip off. But on yeah. that tag, it'll show you exactly how those logs stack back. Oh God, <laughs> Timmy, I hate you. You know why? You gotta cut the tag off. No, <laughs> no. You know what happened? What? My wife tried to tell me. Well, the logs probably aren't in there, right? Oh no, she oh, won. Man. And you know what I said? Nah. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. That's not going to do anything. <laughs> I do this for a living. Thanks. Yeah, it's going to be a fun I, night tonight. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. you're welcome. That's good. It's time for Maybe us to take our listening. Right. We should take our first break of the hour. Today we're talking air conditioners. Well, maybe. I mean, if we get there. Spring maintenance list and whatever project you might have to uh, work on at your home. You might not get back the answer you like, unfortunately, but sometimes we will answer the question, though. Stay tuned. To join the show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. 
And you're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And our guest for the day, Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies, old-time friend. Timmy, you've been coming on the show since 2014, I believe, when we first came on. I think so. Yeah. Uh, you can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at MPB online.org. Well, um, I've got an email here that I wanted you guys to hear because I know, Timmy, you do a lot of work with this in um, in heating and air. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and Jeff, you talk about it a lot. So here we go. Uh, what's the difference issue-wise when the flooring's edges come up cupping mm-hmm. rather than bowing and what type of company are recommended to fix this problem? I live in Bellhaven and my floors are cupping. Ah, that hurts okay. my feelings that it's Bellhaven because you know it's good wood. No, oh, yeah, man, you it's know. old wood over there. Yeah. Um, is that a question you want to take on, Jeff, or you want me to put my input in that you can follow I'm up? I'm going to follow you. All right. So a lot of times, you know, they start cupping or bowing, whatever you want to call right. it. Start, you know, basically just getting un unified together well, let's, separate let, let's talk about that real quick before you go on your thing for those who don't know what they're talking about cupping it, you know the board the board uh will will the edges of the board and cupping will raise mm-hmm. higher than the center of the board whereas the you know crowning would be the other way around where mm-hmm. you have kind of a little dome mm-hmm. yep. so okay um most of the time it's just moisture being up under the house so a lot of times you you know, one don't have a moisture barrier. Too much water is getting up under there, is setting humidity under there too much. And another thing is duct leaks. So if you got cold air going under there, you got warm air like the vents and stuff outside. You got warm air just kind of constantly exchanging through there. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause sweat. Sweat not good for wood. Wood starts bowing, cupping, right. crowning, whatever you want to call it. But Jeff may also have another one. I know they put, you know, felt up under the wood uh-huh. when they go on top of the subfloor or under it, whatever the case may be. But uh, that also helps that moisture from getting to that wood. Um, a lot of houses. They do that kind of thing. Like in, uh, for those of you who don't know, this person sent in from Bellhaven. Bellhaven is a is a historically uh, is a historic nice. neighborhood in 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 Jackson proper. It's 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 beautiful. It's nice, and the homes are you know there's a lot of at least hundred year old homes in there. No, there's a lot of them. So so uh, you know I would think you know you mentioned the felt under the floor. Well, that might not have been. But they used it that time, so, it, you know, I mean. But that's that's one of the main problems we see, that, and um, you also have to look at it from air conditioner's per- perspective. Also, moving air, so old windows don't, you know, right. insulate. You know, in, air infiltration, everything else starts coming in there, and that's going to cause more humidity inside the house. A lot of times, you know, they're like, well, my air conditioners don't seem to cool my house. Well, one, it's old, so the very first thing an air conditioning guy wants to do is say, we'll go up a half a ton. Right. You know, well, the more air conditioning you put in the house, the less humidity you're going to remove from the house. So if you've got constant high humidity levels in the house, that's going to make everything move. Right. That's why those things creak and pop, you know, all the time and those, you know, interesting bellhaven. So. So Jeff, yeah, we've we've done a lot of work in Bellhaven, and chances are, you have a um, moisture problem under your house. That's, really, that's that's what we see a lot of. 
And I think the second part of that question was who who do we need what to kind hire? Of person, yeah. Okay. Um, you you need first of all you need a general contractor. Um, bring them out there, and then they you need to hire a floor person that can come in and sand stain and finish that floor, replace right. the boards that cannot be sanded. Right. And you could have a insurance claim. It sounds very possible that you have a claim. I, I have. I guess. I guess if you decided that you did want to do that, of course, once the board is cupped, it's cupped. You have to sand it back down to plane level. Am I correct? Well, yes and no. Depending on the how bad it is, it may snap back. It may go back down. So I guess the, the first mo- thing would be handle our moisture issue before yes. we go putting another floor. I, I, first of all, get a general contractor out there to determine the problem from there they will give you recommendations we need to do this this and this and timmy a lot of times this is where you come in yeah that's right if we need to bring in heat and air right i've done i've done one house that i can remember and the man is such a pain basically we had to go in there and you know got the moisture barrier put down but we went up with the walls too and going up yeah. the side of the curtain mm-hmm. pretty much and then set a dehumidifier up under the house so yep. it constantly sucked water That's out right. of really? the house really yeah. that is a job oh a job <laughs> yeah it, it did is, it work it absolutely works but i mean they okay. had a lot of money invested it up under the That's house right. well know, well it's either that or to get it done continue to correctly. put floors in your house yep. i mean you know but so a lot well. of times you know if you like i know a couple of guys you know they got dehumidifiers you know the, the restoration stuff yeah. you know and they'll go in and set dehumidifiers in the house to try to get the moisture mm-hmm. out sometimes that'll make the wood lay back down sometimes it can cause it to come up for a cup you know, oh, okay so it depends on what you know what the problem why it did what it did right what they can do right Interesting. i know whenever i had my house done uh my toilet tank cracked and filled i was supposed to go fishing i woke up at five o'clock in the morning with about three inches of water in my house oh no i wasn't that happy so we got to call my buddy up he comes over there sucks all the water out sets the humidifiers in uh-huh. i'm sitting there thinking we're gonna suck all the water and maybe i'll get to save some of this stuff right right, right. I mean, as soon as they put the dehumidifier in there, started sucking all the water out, and then all of a sudden my Everything baseboard started cracking started and popping yeah. off the wall. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm cool with that. You know, so I called my insurance adjuster up and told her, hey, now I got, you know, baseboards right, popping right. off the walls. So they had to continue to pay right. you know, oh, yeah. until everything was right. done right. But, okay. you know, it worked. All right, let's let's uh, let's go to the phone real quick. Caroline is on the line in Ocean Springs, and she's going to light you up, Timmy. Go for it, Caroline. Be Good easy. It's still early. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> How are you guys? I know you're fine. Thank you. Um, I have a new AC system since like last summer, inside and outside system. And the other one was over 20 years old that would replace it. The new one has a different drain on it. The old one just had a straight drain that went outside the house. But this one has a drain that has a opening inside the house where you're supposed to put bleach down it every so often. So my problem is that since I've started heat, I have just an awful odor every once in a while that just blasts out of the heating system. That can be a couple of different things. Do you have gas or do you have electric stuff in there? Electric. Electric, but sometimes in an electric system you have to have a what they call a P trap in the system. So depending on what side they put that that T on, where you're actually pouring the Clorox down there, bleach, whatever, um, 
that can allow, allow that sewer gas to come back and get in the house. So somebody needs to come in there and cap that T where where you're putting that Clorox out. They need to have a cap on there. It does have a cap. It has a serious cap on there you have to take off. Hmm. Well, if that's the case, either the P-trap is leaning too much and it's draining the water out of it, or the trap is getting sucked dry, which is allowing. And, and during the, the wintertime, that does happen. So during the summertime, you're constantly right. having water in there. Right. During the wintertime, it'll not dry out. So what you can do is go in there and fill it back up with water. Just put some water in there and let it fill that trap back up and see if you smell that smell then. Right. Folks, what he's talking about is that if you look under your sink, just about anybody, there's a there's a curvy part at the bottom. That's called the P-trap. The reason why that's there is that part fills up with water, stays full of water, and won't let gases come back up through your pipes. Exactly. So so that's why that's there, is it, it actually kind of plugs the hole, per se. Yeah, there, you, you will have a P-trap on every drain in your house. Tubs, sinks, vanities, right. uh, yep. to- toilets, toilets have a, a, a built-in P-trap. And- right. And that way you can keep the, the gases from coming back up. But, like you said, if it goes dry... Um, I know one of my sinks is connected to another sink, and this happens all the time yeah. at my house. Well, you one know, of the sinks goes dry, and then I've got a you know you've it, got a gas. Sometimes I'll pull it, a vacuum on right. the sure will. Yeah. Other, you know, uh, and we we do it in commercial buildings. We we put floor drains in. Right. Well, the floor drains always dry. Right. So, right. Yeah. You know that that's you, you're constantly putting water in that floor drain. Right. Okay. I wish we had a video camera in here. I really do. That way people could actually see us in here doing all this. We do a lot of hand talking. <laughs> right, we, yeah. That, that's coming hey, in the future, Caroline. You know You'll be able to see right us on there? camera. There you go. <laughs> Does that help, Caroline? I think so. When you take off the, the lid to the drain, it is dry inside. That it, yeah. yeah. Take yeah. your little bottle of water and just pour you some yeah, in just there. Just pour some water in there. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Just letting those gases escape. That's it. Okay. All right. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. It's time for another break. But when we return, we're going to talk more about your home improvement projects and more specifically about your AC or whatever Timmy's doing now. So stay tuned. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with the licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Pam's out today, but she will be back later. So uh, we're going to have some calls to go to here in a second. I did want to get to a uh, an email real quick for you guys. Uh, interesting. Okay, we have this is not the first time this has been asked of us, believe it or not, but we have a basketball goal we wish to remove. This is not the first time we've had a question like this on the show. My guess is it's anchored in concrete 
as opposed to just in the ground. So what is the best way to remove it? Is it a DIY job or is it better to hire someone? Uh, uh, I'll help starting out. First of all, that thing goes down at least, what, 18 inches to two feet? Yeah, probably. Um, I would also say that there is one way for this thing to come out. (laughs) Yes. uh, And it's going to require you having a shovel. It's just it's not going to come out without that shovel. No. Probably not. Um, Don't do like a buddy of mine did. What was that? Take Tie his, it to something? Uh, he had a chain that was about probably six foot long. Uh-huh. He was like, oh, I'll just yeah, wrap it around right. there and around my tie truck. it to his truck and then went, dink, smacked right. his truck. I'm like, hey, are you dumb? <laughs> right. Hold, well, hold, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> it was, yeah, there's, there's only one way to do it, which is get the ground around it, yeah. away from it. That's right. And then it'll just come right out. So. Now, I will make a suggestion. This will make it a little easier on you. If the basketball goal is no good and you're throwing it away mm-hmm. and you have access to a hacksaw or a sawzall, cut the pipe off about two feet, three feet from the ground. Right. And it takes a lot of the weight off. Then get your shovel, and then you can kind of go back right. and forth. And you don't have to worry about this, you know, big hoop and right, right, and, falling and on you, plexiglass panel and all that right. stuff hitting you in the head. Okay, so. all right. Saw it off, dig it up. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Shovel. But, right. but, but, but leave it tall enough where you can use it as some leverage. So you can grab it, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, good idea. All right, so we've got Marsha on the line and Collins calling about insulation for her house. What's up, Marsha? So just, I try to make it concise. Okay. We're building a new barn. But the upper part of the barn, which has a 45-degree angle and it has four uh, windows, um, we are debating about what kind of insulation we will use that space as a hobby space but my husband is concerned about the kind of insulation that attaches to wood particularly in the south because of mildew and those sort of things so i guess i was taking a quick poll from you folks uh what's the best kind of insulation for that say so this is a vaulted ceiling 45 degree angle on a vault seven Seven and a half feet tall. It's okay. pretty short. But yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would simply use bat, and then you're using a yes. wood, wood or a sheetrock ceiling. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. No, we we do it every day. Well, is, so that, is that a perfect? Right well, that that's what we do now. You could you could foam it, which I, I don't. I, I, I I've that's got a my, lot. Yeah, I've got my feelings on that. I like bat. Timmy, what's your? Okay. I mean, I'm a, I, I love foam. Yeah, love when foam. I say I love foam, yeah. I love it. But at the same time, it, in a conditioned space, if you're planning on putting air conditioning in there, you have to have something more than just a 14-sear basic system because it'll never remove the humidity. Whenever you foam a house in, you are making a – what I like to call a Yeti cooler. Yeah, you know right, I mean? yeah that's true. And you ever look inside of a Yeti cooler, it is wet. You know, if you got it closed, I mean, it holds that humidity. So foam can be a bad thing, you know, in that aspect if you're not going to condition it. Especially in this humid, humid place. But it will stay cooler, you know, with the foam. Marsha, I would also get you all to suggest this. Uh, Have a ceiling fan. You need to move the air that is trapped in that vault. Because you will trap, you will trap hot air up there. 
probably even be better to reverse it. Yeah. Yeah. Pull. Yeah. Let let that let that air move out of that vault so you don't create a. Well, that's most uh, of the time where you start seeing like sheetrock where the tape starts yep. breaking away Peeling from away. it because right. of one, the humidity and the heat. You right. know, it can't stand it. So yeah. you got to move air in there for sure. Okay. All right, Marsha, does that help out? It does. Can I ask one other quick thing? Is there Absolutely. a big top? Should we leave some air space up there for the hot air? Is there a what? Uh, she said a venting top. I know oh, it's yeah, funny yeah, because yeah. you happen to call the show on the one day where we have two people who completely disagree about this particular area. But y'all go ahead. <laughs> with the battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would you do with that, Timmy? I, I mean, if it's, if it's going to be open, you know, uh, that's really hard. I, I need to know exactly what, how you're doing and what you're doing. But, you know, if it was like an, an attic area, that you're going to use as a hobby space and not really close it in, I could say, yeah, throw you a couple of, you know, uh, power vents or oh, something like that, you know, and just or, pull it out of here. Or a continuous ridge vent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's surely there. Yeah, there, there's a ceiling. You, you've you got a vaulted ceiling. On top of that, you have a roof, correct? Correct. Uh, you, yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> so... A, yeah. a, a ridge vent. Okay. Yeah, I would do. I do continuous ridge vent. And and so that you know, that's the reason why. Like I said, you caught on just the day we had the two guys in here that completely. Oh, differ you mean on this Timmy opinion. doesn't like continuous uh, ridge vent? Like, I'm, like, I'm like annexing him right now. Man. I'm like, Argh. I know. I'm looking over here, and he's yeah. thinking, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. I love continuous ridge vent. Right? People do, man. They sold a bunch of. You know, I noticed those things starts coming up whenever that that hailstorm we had back and what. Oh right. yes. 14, 15, whatever yeah, it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, every roofer in their grandma was selling those ridge vents, yes, and I yes. can't stand them okay. you know, because they don't move air. Yeah. You know, I like moving air. Okay, and the draw yeah. is on. And there we go. Yeah, the general contractor against the AC guy. Thanks, Marsha. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay. All right, let's go to Thomas in Philadelphia, and you've got a, uh, you're trying to do a slab for a workshop? Uh, no, I bought some property, and oh. uh, it had a shop on it, and it uh, it has an existing, uh, existing slab already poured, but they didn't put a moisture barrier down. The plastic, you know, underneath the slab, and it has a moisture problem, and, uh, you know, how expensive concrete is. I was wondering if there was something I could put on top of the slab that actually would actually work to keep the moisture down. I've got... I'm battling the same problem you are right now, buddy. Really? All right, let's let's. My my front porch sweats because there's no moisture barrier under it. All right. Right. So my thing was being as smart as I felt like I was at the moment. Right. Like just go buy some carport paint. Right. Yeah. Let it seal it off and be done. <laughs> right. All right. So I go and buy four hundred dollars worth of carport paint, and I'm like, I'm gonna nip this in the bud, brother. Man, my mm-hmm. wife's like, can I pick a color? Absolutely. Sure. She picks the trim color, which is white. All right. How Beautiful. Stupid that is. Right. You know, it's now every time you walk on it, sure. it just is nasty. Right. Right. So two weeks after I put this four hundred dollar worth of paint down, it immediately starts bubbling. Why is it bubbling? Uh, right. The, the moisture is coming through the concrete. Right? right. So man, I'm, right. I'm, I'm doing the same thing, and I'm, I'm upset about it. So <laughs> I, I take 
my pressure washer, which wasn't big enough, and I got my dad's pressure washer, which is 3,700 psi with this airplane tip. And you may know exact what I'm talking about, right. but I have I can't I don't know the name of it. And I start just beating the paint off right. my carport. You know, it sticks uh-huh. in some places, it sticks and doesn't right. stick in other ones. You know, so I called this guy. You know, I actually did some work for him one time. And uh, he called me. He's like, man, he's like, it's kind of weird you calling me, you know, when I'm usually calling you. And I was right. like, oh, dude, I need you, you know. So he is a you know, basically a concrete refinisher, you know. So he'll come in and put a, oh, a wow. layover over the top of it, you know, and, and make it look however you want it. You can so make it look like stone. It. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I told him, I said, man, am I going to have this same problem with your product versus the paint? He said, right. no, nah, man. He said, we'll go in there. We'll grind it down. You know, take basically it's like a diamond bladed yeah. uh, buffer, you know, and just grind it down. So then we'll put the overlay mint on there and then we'll come back and stain it and put a urethane sealer over the top of it. Wow. He said, we won't have that issue of it coming up anymore. Huh. So there are people out there, and I'm not going to tell you what to do because I have no idea. I'm completely. Well, that sounds like as good ideas anybody yeah, so right. far. So he's going to do my front porch and my back porch because we're tearing off the back porch, which had tile on it. And he's going to come over and do it, too. So oh, okay. I can okay. let you all know how good it does once he gets it done. Oh, that's no, good well, idea. no, if he told you, if, if I'm thinking of the guy that, that you're thinking of, if if, if if Rob told you it's going to work, it's going to work. It's not Rob. Okay. Not okay. Rob. But okay. I, I, that gives me more assurance. Yeah. Another buddy. Yeah, yeah I, I don't have a problem with that. And, and Thomas, I, I wouldn't have a problem doing an epoxy sealer on it as well. That's what I used. It was right. a proxy. <laughs> That's what I used. Okay, it was. It was. It was. It was. It's latex epoxy. Really? All right. So it's 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 really crumbly and it's so really it hard. So it was a two part mix. Yeah. Wow. All right, hey, man. I, I put it down and it. Oh. Really. I'm having flashbacks. Frustrating. Man. We got to change the subject, <laughs> especially the money spent. Of course. Okay. All right. Thanks, Thomas. I appreciate it a whole bunch. I hope that helps you out and give you another idea of what can be done there. All right, um, this is interesting. We've had this on the show also a couple times. Email here, I've broken a double-hung vinyl window. Uh, how can I get this fixed? Is this a DIY project? They make they make the kit. It depends on which which window it is, but Jelvin, I know, makes a kit that you can buy the pieces that go inside there. Well, that's your jam liners. Yeah. Uh, so the, the sash is broken. I, it, doesn't, it just says... I've broken a double-hung vinyl window. How do I get this fixed? Is this a DIY project? Uh, it's not a D. It's no. It's not a do-it-yourself. Uh, call um, a glass company. A glass company. They can come out. They can replace that glass. That's okay. not something you're going to do yourself. Okay. Um, yeah, and I have I've personally replaced windows on my home before, and I, I know you may that may sound like. Just an immense, huge thing. It's not nearly as bad as you think it might be. I I think right now we have, I think we have two or three houses that have cracked windows right now, you know, on on new construction. So it it happens. It's not a big deal. No, Uh, and and in the end, folks, if you see it, remember when you drive by new houses that are being built and you see the window holes. In the house, right before it's even done. Yeah, those holes are always there. They're always the same size. You just, you know, I mean, it's it means we can't get the windows. Or, or (laughs) if your if your local glass company cannot fix it, just order a sash. 
Oh, order, order your, some, order, 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 your them, order your window. Yeah, some of the windows, and I mean, this is speaking because this would mean my brother used to do a lot yeah. of doors and windows. But um, as far as replacing a window, like on a, a siding house, it's mm-hmm. pretty simple because once you get that peel the that siding back, off, put it on there, and you're done. done. But if you're having to do that in a brick, you know, like tearing an old aluminum frame out and putting yeah. it in a brick, you got to know what you're doing to be able yeah, to do that. Yeah, because you've got sizing issues to deal uh, with at that point that are, uh, you know. And that, that can be a pain. Right. Okay, so, uh, oh, got another one coming for you, Timmy. Kent is on the line in Cleveland. Mold on an AC vent. Never good. How's it going, Kent? Okay, okay. Um, just had a question uh, in my house on um, a couple of the AC or two or three of the AC vents, not all of them. I see some spotty, uh, I don't know if it's mold or mildew. I don't know the difference, and I don't know if it's something that can just wipe off or if I need to have somebody check out the ducts or, um, you know, just where to go next. Uh, most of the time, whenever you start getting, I like to call it mildew. I don't like to use the term mold. If it was mold, you'd really, really know it. You know, most of the time, but um, it's because of hot and cold air mixing and causing condensation. And a lot of times, that's just either one you might be in a room that doesn't have enough air. You know, and it might that room may stay warm, and then a little bit of cool air comes there to cool it. That'll cause it, uh, you know, moisture. Um, would that be a duct issue? Yeah, well, yes, uh, that would definitely be a duct issue. Another one is it leaking air around the boot and getting through the edge of the sheetrock. Man, I wish I had a camera in here. Y'all can right. see my just do this. Your but, fingers. Yeah. yeah, but it'll leak, you know, warm air from the attic, you know, around that cold vent, and that'll cause moisture too. Um, a lot of times, I'm not going to say you need your duct clean, but it wouldn't hurt to have a professional come over there and you know evaluate it and say, hey, inside your duct is moldy or mildewy. We might need to clean this. And you know, I can't give you an exact estimate, but I can tell you it's going to cost you over a thousand bucks to get at least one system clean. Well, let me ask you, what what does a mildewy if if it's one duct in the house, or say in his case three ducts, but he let's say he's got fifteen ducts, but three of them, or are, are, are three of them are the ones that are moldy. Does that mean we really need to look at those ducts for those rooms? A lot of times it's not going to be in the duct. Okay. It's just it's going to be most of the time just on the vent. Um, uh-huh. You can take spray foam. That is a DUI project. If you can get into your attic, you can get around the boot. Yeah. You know where the duct cooks to it. Remove all the insulation from around it. Take a can of spray foam and spray foam all right. the way around that thing, all the way up the sides and on the edges. And then right. now you're trapping that attic air in the attic instead right. of letting it seep down through there. And so I wouldn't say it's, you know, it, it needs to be addressed, right? Know, but it, it's not a, a huge problem most of the time. I go to some that the inside of the ductwork looks like it's been there for 500 years. Right. And it's just nasty and it really needs to be clean. Right. But. As far as the, the mildew goes, you can take the vent off, clean it, uh-huh. and then just look up in there. You know, if you see mildew in that hole, right. then, okay, call somebody that specializes in duct cleaning. Interesting. Okay, don't, that's a good idea. Yeah, don't call somebody like me that usually does, you know, residential, you know, service calls and stuff like that. You know, we need to actually address the problem, you know, with a duck guy that knows what they're doing. Okay, and and you and you said get up in the attic and see where the vent or where the where the duct attaches to the ceiling. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, clean, you clean can get seal around. Yeah, you can get lost up there. So a good thing have your wife, kids, somebody like that, to take a broom handle and just sit there and kind of right, 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 yeah. bump that vent so you'll know. And just tell you if you got blown in insulation, just push it away. If you got batten insulation, pull it back, shake you up a can of spray foam, and go all the way around that boot where it meets the sheetrock, and just kind of build it up from there. Kind of make a big old snow cone out of it. 
if right. you want to call it that. And that'll seal that attic air in the attic instead of letting it penetrate the you know the edge right. of the sheetrock. Jason's okay. bonus okay. tip. Jason's bonus tip. If you're ever using spray foam, use rubber gloves Man, that you can that throw away. You. Do <laughs> not get it on you. <laughs> it doesn't hurt anything like that, but you're not getting it off. Hey, I'll tell I mean, you. It'll take right. weeks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you just a quick story that I learned real quick, and I've learned it a couple more times over the years. But um, the house I used to live in, not very far from me, uh, I had a, a rat that loved to get in my little storage room, uh-huh. you know. So I'm trying to figure out how to get this rat out. You know, I finally killed the rat, but now I want to keep his little babies from coming right, in right. here, right? So I take a can of spray foam and go all the way around the room. <laughs> yeah. And my water heater is in the room. Right. I don't know if y'all have ever looked at the side of a can of spray foam, but it says extremely flammable. flammable. Right, yes. Brother, I'm going to tell you, I ain't had no hair on my legs from my knees down. Oh, no. no. It burnt. Uh, it was stupid. It blew the side and off the side of my house. <laughs> You know, when I tell you, I'm not kidding. This is it's a serious thing. My, oh my wife, gosh. if she's listening right now, I swear she'd vouch for this. But it blew some of the siding off the house when that thing that blew the door open. You know, unbelievable. And, that, and I'm inside this stupid thing with a can of spray foam. So, just a safety tip: don't use it around a flame. Right. Okay. All right. So wear gloves and don't put it around a flame. Just Jimmy, I'm saying Jimmy that because the water heater spray foam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look, man, I got, I got, look, Continue. Only, that right there is gasoline burn all the way up my arm right there, man. I'm, I'm terrible at just okay. being dumb. All right, let's keep on going. Lisa's on the line in Hattiesburg. And Sounds like you're pretty good at it. Ooh, Timmy, you're going to be the closest one to know anything about this, really, I think. Lisa in Hattiesburg wants to know the difference between solar and electric vents. Am I, am I correct yeah. there, Lisa? Yes, I have electric ones on my house. And to my roof vents. It's yes. and it's very hot um, in South Mississippi, especially in Hattiesburg. Amen. And the sun turn off really early in the morning, and then they don't turn off until the sun's gone down in the evening. And so I was just thinking about putting a couple of solar ones up there to help with the power bill. Our power bill has just gotten so high. And I went what your thoughts were on solar vent things. Hang on just a second. I got to say this because these two guys are about to jump across the table for this call. So I just <laughs> I want to start this whole thing by saying I love you. All right. Jeff is over here pouting right now. All right. All right. So power vents are the bomb. All right. But solar power vents are even more the bomb. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, You're talking about whirly birds, right? Exactly. Well, they're, they're not whirly. They're, no, they're power he's talking vents. about the power vent that that only <laughs> only only cools about a hundred square feet of that attic. And if you had a continuous ridge vent, that would actually cool is, and pull out the entire. You, you had to go there, didn't you, Lisa? <sighs> Um, man, look, I, I've got several of those things out there, and I've only come across one problem with the brand that I use, and that is the bearings going out in the motor, and they'll make a knocking noise. So as it turns, it'll do, 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 do. Yeah, it'll last about five years, and your roof lasts about 20. It's got a lifetime warranty oh, on nice. those things. <laughs> lifetime warranty. Hey, that guys. ridge vent, the very first time something happens to the ridge vent, it's going, going bye-bye. Right. You know, but the, the power vent... I like the solar ones. They're more expensive, yes, but they have most of them have a lifetime guarantee on them. But you have to install them correctly because Jeff made a very valid point during his, you know, diatribe. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't have the solar panel pointed the way that the directions show you to, according to the sun, you got to look at the, what side of the equator you're on. You got to right. look at the directions. But that 
does make a very huge difference because it will not spin as fast as it's designed to if it doesn't have the right amount of, oh, wow. of uh, sunshine. Interesting. So, okay. Good job, Jeff, for pointing that out. All right. No problem. All right, Lisa. <laughs> does that help at all? Yes, you certainly did. Thank you. Thank you. If not, just suggest you get on top of your roof with a with a skill saw. And, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, never do that. Make sure you cut it back far enough because right, a lot yeah. of times they don't get cut back far enough. <laughs> anyway, and that is very true. In order it for won't, these won't allow them to listen, to, to be to be to be quite honest here, mm-hmm. uh, we we both have valid points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timmy, you know he he's got his idea, and, and then I mean we can take this a step further. Doug Rye thinks that you should insulate your entire envelope, attic, yeah. everything should be insulated. I don't believe that. So, and that's the good thing about other you know opinions. Uh, but whatever system you go with has to be installed properly. Correct. Yeah, get a pro for that. That's a big deal. All right, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Miss Liz Gill. For Jeff Sammons, Timmy McClendon, I am Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And, uh... Join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.